more calm, much more relaxed Mookie in the building. It's not Pink Polo Mookie, it's not quite Granddad Mookie, it's a silk shirt Mookie. Got a new silk shirt, feel good. Spent way too much money on a car that I can barely afford. I'm spending way too much money this week, but I feel good about myself. No, that's not, that's, that's Now I understand why like shopping therapy is a real thing, but I also understand why debt is a real thing. So, it, yeah. It's not like silk shirt Mookie. That's more like silk robe Mookie. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's like silk robe Mookie. Just just like whatever. Fr- fresh, fresh out of bed or whatever, like early in the morning. Got some it's house sandals on. Slippers. It's just. Drinking just. It's just like you're looking out on your balcony and you see the bodega getting robbed. I'm telling you. just <laughs> you Yeah. Just sipping coffee, you got no cares in the world. You see, everyone in the world thinks you're sipping coffee, but it's really a Capri Sun in a coffee cup. This is right. This is the mode I'm on right now. Yes. So I'm just enjoying life. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of which, uh, shout out to our, our favorite late night show, the number one late night show. They officially had their last episode which was hilarious by the way yes and they ended it perfectly what, what, we what can't, a way to go we can't the say bay. what they did yeah but we're not allowed to <laughs> go watch what they did and people it's that have, and people that have listened to us long enough is like who's not allowing you to right um <laughs> yeah no it's a really really was a, a fun ride to watch them do honestly a historic record-breaking show like mm-hmm. that. We're oh. talking about Deez and Mero, folks. Of course, yes. If they didn't already know, Jesus and Mero, um, literally guys who were just hustling, doing the podcast thing, the Bodega Boys podcast, which will continue, by the way. Hilarious. Check it out if you haven't. It's the show in audio form, and believe it or not, as wild as the show is, the podcast is worse. Yeah. Like Because there's, there's not really any restrictions. They literally have no restrictions. There's no one, like, Red Bull Studios just said, hey, you can come in and do whatever you want. And they do do whatever they want. They just got to shout them out every five minutes. Every five minutes, <laughs> they just got to shout out the Red Bull Studios. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, humbling and inspiring and wonderful to watch those guys grow. And I'm super excited to see what they do on a much bigger, much wider platform. Yeah. And I, I think... Showtime is going to be even less restrictive than Vice, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean it's pay per view. It's pay per view. Yeah, you, you got to pay for this. <laughs> Yo, like I've never actually considered paying for like a TV service. Your boy just might. Yeah. No. Uh, shout out to Amazon for being so far ahead of their time as far as like integration, because you can actually subscribe to HBO and Showtime. As part of your Amazon Prime subscription, I'm just doing this. I'm just letting y'all know because I did this to watch Power and I canceled it during the free period. <laughs> <laughs> I binge watched three seasons of Power in like, what, what was it, seven days or something like that? Listen, don't get mad at me. I, the Nigerian in me just wouldn't allow me to pay $13 a month for one show. But now that they have Power and Deezus Amaro, at thirteen dollars a month coming out the check. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's in the budget already. Just show time. <laughs> it's a line item specifically for that dog. If we ever had to have an accountant do an audit of our stuff, they'd be like, "Oh, you're so bad." It's like, "Yo, you spent this on what? On what? How does that even? Never mind." It's like, "Was this plausible? Like, what made you think this was a good idea at this particular time?" It's like, I don't know. I was just feeling myself. The funny thing is, we have we do have a tax guy, 
and he's almost our accountant, but not quite. And I think if he ever looked at our actual financials, he might cry. I don't know if he'd be willing to do our taxes anymore. Yeah. Y'all gotta go. He's just like, y'all, I gave you one freebie. I gave y'all one freebie. Y'all gotta chill. Uh, no, um, by the way, uh, I'm Mookie. Um, I go by Mookie833 on most internet spots and then on every gaming console except for PlayStation because <laughs> we've told this story many times. I'm just going to go ahead and tell it. You know what? You know, Silk Road Mookie's in the building. Yeah, you know, I created Mookie 833 on PSN one day and then forgot about it. And then I went back to Xbox. I played a whole lot of Destiny. And then I got sick and tired of Destiny and bought a PS4 again. I bought a PS4 Pro <laughs> on my way out of GameStop. I'm finessed. You know, the GameStop bandit re- revealed himself to be me. Um, got myself a PS4 Pro, got a new account, and then I was like fighting the whole world because I wanted my Mookie 833 gamer tag back. And I was like, listen, I will pay. I was making Twitter threats. Like, my Twitter fingers were going off until I received an email from Sony. Like, hey, you got 20% off sitting in your account. I'm like, huh? And I checked the gamer tag. It was me. Yeah, I, I, I stole I stole my own account. So don't steal your own um, your own tags, guys. Don't steal your own usernames. Don't steal your own hashtags. Just and then even if you do, don't be me. Don't don't send out Twitter threats to yourself. Cause now I gotta now I gotta shadow box myself in the mirror. Cause you know I gotta be a man of my word. <laughs> yep. I was promising fades. I said I was gonna run over that person with my car if they refused to accept twenty dollars in the lunchable as payment for my gamer tag. So you know now I gotta run this fade in the mirror. It really be your own self sometimes. It really do be your own self sometimes. But um, I'm joined by uh, the greatest podcast host ever. Young Gun Mateo. Thank you for that. Uh, and you guys can follow me on all my social media. Everything is Matt underscore Ogutu. Um, for the longest time, I like honestly, I hate having to put the underscore there. But because Snapchat, you can't change your username. I just went ahead and integrated and made it all one. But I honestly hate having the underscore there. Yeah, it's not. Because then you have to tell people underscore instead of space. And they're like, oh, why? Well, not even space. It would just be Matt Ogutu. Yeah, but... Like, because that looks it does. much cleaner it does. than Matt underscore Ogutu. But yeah. because Snapchat messing up on all things that are that's good and holy... Yeah, even my Snapchat is messed up. My, my Snapchat, because I didn't know how the system works and I barely use it. I use Snapchat to, like, like most Nigerians do. I just use it to flex. Yeah. Like, one time, I was going on a date, and my dad had rented, like, a... Brand Yo, was this a year ago? It was a year ago. <laughs> it was a brand new 2018 Charger. He got it as a rental because his car was in the shop. And I posted it on Snapchat. Listen, I know why Kylie Jenner is famous. I've never had so many people hit me up in the span of an hour talking about like, yo, is that your car? That's dope. You want to pick me up? You trying to hang? I haven't talked to you since high school, dog. No, I don't want to hang. I don't know you. You might do drugs. Right. Well, yeah, now I know why Kylie Jenner is famous, because if you post something on Snapchat and people like it, it will go viral, and you will have random people texting you. Uh, so my Snapchat is Mookie883, which is awkward, so just don't follow me there, because I don't do anything there anyway. Uh, but I mean, in the meantime... I mean, you can still follow me on everything, because I can promise you two things. It won't be lit, but it'll be hilarious. Facts. <laughs> uh, I can vouch... For the hilarity that ensues on Twitter, 
Um, I can neither confirm nor deny the existence of secret group chats, but uh, if they did exist, extra lit. But again, I can neither conform, confirm nor deny the existence of any of that. But man, Twitter be buzzing. Dude, man. Especially this week. This week, going off. Last, oh, Listen, the last 48 gosh. hours have been amazing. As a nerd, a basketball fan, and a fan of hip-hop music, predominantly rap music, Twitter has been a goldmine these last 20, 48 hours. I'm going to say 48 hours. Yeah, I never, I never thought Twitter could be more lit than it was back in like 2012. But it continually surprises me every day. That is for sure. Um, what uh, what do you want to talk about first on Twitter? Okay, I think the thing that made like let, let, let's talk about what everyone's going to be posting yes, about yes for the next eight to nine months. Yeah, for the next eight to nine months. Like honestly, uh, let's, let's, give, let's give it sixteen months because he's going on tour. Yeah, and all this. This, this is true. All right, guys. First of all, we just want to say um, shout out to all the sorority girls that are about to be influenced by what just happened. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all the homies that. Because their girls in the sororities are posting about this, they in turn are in their feelings about it. Yep. Shout out to all the people that may or may not be texting or calling their exes because this happened. Yep. Shout out to all the people who are currently going through breakups right now. You have your medicine. You are going to be okay. Shout out for all the people who are about to initiate a breakup because of this album. Shout out to all the single as a dollar bill people Facts. that are missing someone that wasn't even theirs to begin with. Back. Oh, look at you <laughs> integrating the rhymes. I like it. We're in rare form on this podcast. Let's go. Yeah. If you didn't know, Audrey Graham, uh, a.k.a. Drake, Drizzy, Champagne Poppy. Stands for Do Right and Kill Everything. Or, well, I forget what the second one he did was on, like, his latest, I didn't like so. that one. Do Right and Kill Everything was the yeah, one. Yeah, that, that's been it. Because, I mean, that was, that was Drizzy Drake. That was mixtape Drake. That was mixtape Drake. That was fresh out Degrassi Drake. I'm telling you. Still had the... Uh, uh, interracial child afro mm-hmm. who's still trying to work that before yeah. he just went he, to the to fade. he went to the fade and the beard um, I'm working on mine uh, shout out to my barber Irv you the real one keeping a brother laced up homie came through was like yo it was a random Wednesday it was raining he was like you need a cut you need a fade ran the skin fade real queen and then like he did the whole razor line and didn't even charge a boy for it yo I ended up tipping them, so it was the same price. But, like, shout out to the homie Irv. If I get his Instagram next time, I'll, I'll, I'll shout him out on the pod. But if you're, in the, if you're in the suburbs of Kansas City and need a nice, clean fade with the razor line, go see my boy Irv. I'm going to get his Instagram and his, his Snapchat information. I'm going to shout him out next time. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, it's been, I, was, it was, I, I thought I was, I was looking okay. And then I went to the barbershop and I was like, I looked homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I legit looked homeless. I thought I was, you know, doing the, you know, grad student gruff look. No, I just straight up looked homeless. Uh, but hey, you know, it's 2018. I do what I want. I live what I like. But uh, back to Drizzy Drake Grand. It's the t- he dropped Scorpion on June 29th, 2019. 2018. We're, we're saying that. 2019. Yes. 2019. He's in the future. It's backtracking. Um, no. He, uh, well, I hope people, it was more well-received in the future. Right? <laughs> no, so, and well, let's talk about that in a little bit. But um, the album came, and it didn't do the typical Drake thing, which is where it dominates 1 through 10, partially because it's a double album. Scorpion is a double album. 
The first half is rapping Drake. The back half is singing Drake. And honestly, the people that mark who do the marketing and like social media for Apple are savages. I don't know if Drake wrote this himself. I don't know if some like oh, yeah. young intern wrote this. But it was just like, I don't like when Drake sings. Drake's not a rapper. Drake took an L. Uh, all these, just a bunch of negative things we hear about Drake constantly. Those are like his common um, criticisms. Like, yeah. Uh, like, I hate when he sings. I hate when he raps. Those are all listed out. And at the bottom, it just goes, we know. <laughs> that is such a savage stunt. And again, um, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I am not a Drake stan. I enjoy his music, but I still maintain the fact that I don't think he has a classic album yet. He has classic mic tapes. And a lot of yeah, people yeah. want to fight me and say he has, um, that nothing was the same as a classic album. Uh, I disagree. If anything, like, Take uh, take care would be a classic. Take care. Take care is like the closest pop. thing he has to a classic. And album, honestly, in my opinion. someone could fight me over this too. Like take care for sure. I would probably put what was his first one over. No, that was a song. That was a song. But the, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So his first two. Thank albums. me later. Thank me. It's, wait. Thank me now was the, was the mixtape. Thank me later was the album. It's or, no, 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 or it's thank, no. There was a song. Thank me now, but thank me later was the album. No, there. I think "Thank Me Now" was an actual mixtape. It was. A, was there? Because I know there was a song on the. I know. Album. I think the song was based off the mixtape, or the mixtape was like it's the it's you know how they do like yeah. there's a the mixtape album is also a song track album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can thank me now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so me that later. that was the last that was the last song on the "Thank Me Later" album. Yeah. I would honestly put that above. Nothing. Mixtape Drake, in my opinion. Yeah. Again, these are all personal opinions. But uh, so far, I I did the whole um, pseudo-journalist thing. I went in my notes, typed up a little... Fifty word essay. Yo, I know, I know you saw, I know you saw my response on your Instagram. response is the greatest response I've had I was all just, day. It's just like, yo, so no one's like, I just didn't want anyone to ignore the fact that homie went ahead and did the Drake response to the Drake album, which was the whole point. It's like so. Uh, again, backtracking, probably telling too much story. So most of you guys came in here for anime and video game stories and don't care about Drake. But uh, when Drake got annihilated, he literally caught the five-finger slap from, like, Grandma from Pusha T. Like, slapped Drake across the face, said, you're a bad dad, you, your girlfriend's a porn star, all this other nonsense. And everybody was like, ooh, is he going to respond? And he didn't. He went in his notes and typed out an explanation and posted it on Instagram. So, Yo, first of all, <laughs> and it wasn't even like regular, like the actual notes that come on like your Apple thing. It was like a different one. It was like Google, mm-hmm. it was like Google Notes or something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I just want to point out that one of the greatest lines, and I say greatest, not for in the typical sense, but what's going to be the most used line out of everyone was, "I didn't." Keep my son from the world, but I kept the world Both from my, my son. son. I saw on Twitter how many people was just like, "Yo, it's like how many dudes are gonna be using this on their side chick though." <laughs> Honestly, I I have a love hate relationship with that line mm-hmm. because I thought what Pusha T did was phenomenal. Again, I stand by Pusha T 
Now, I think Pusha T not only did damage with that, like, record, I think he actually caused backlash against Drake. Mm-hmm. And someone said this, uh, I think it was either Peter Rosenberg or Ebro. You, no, it was Joe Budden. It was Joe Budden. You can't... Joe Budden, if you don't know, is a rapper, pump up, pump it up, and had he had a back and forth with Drake. He said this, and it's really good. You can't bar Drake to death because nobody cares about bars these days. Little Pump is a superstar. Mm-hmm. No one cares about bars. The people who cares about bars don't care about a Drake beef. So you can't out-rap Drake. You can't out-gangsta Drake because he's never been a gangster. His kryptonite is the crowd of women between the ages of 13 to 47 who have this impenetrable force field, this Wakandan-like force field around Drake. And what Pusha T did was make the women surrounding Drake question him. No one's done that before. And I think it actually, I think there's a reason like the album's not selling. I think there's other reasons the album, like the album's number one, but it's not immediately number one, record breaking, whatever, whatever, whatever. So first half, okay. I think first half is saved by God's plan. It's the best song on the album, if mm-hmm. you ask me. Uh, no, it's the second best song on the album. But the first half is rapping Drake. I did not really like it at all. I purposefully, I purposefully on my first listen through, I listened through it all through at once. I purposefully skipped the songs that have been out, the singles, because I didn't want that to sway my decision at all. Like how much I enjoyed it, because I could, you could like you could ride the high off God's plan into the next three four songs. Mm-hmm. I skipped God's plan, and every other rap song was not great. It wasn't good. It was him basically explaining, as you said, the line hey, all these people who travel and take a bunch of pictures to post later on down the year, yeah. all these women who work out and then take pictures just to look at them. I really like the story about I knew a girl who always wanted to go to Rome. She finally went to Rome and only took pictures with people back home. I thought that was a great line. and it, So it was like, I wasn't hiding my child from the world. I was hiding the world from my child because I wanted him to be innocent and blah, 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 blah. That is a weak explanation. That is a weak response. And I put that in my review. Weak response. If you're going to respond, respond with bars. Because you got hit with a bunch of bars. Anyway, try to say some other things. Uh, best part of the album is the surprise features. Jay-Z? Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson? <laughs> Which, surprisingly, is, it's, unsurprisingly, it's the number one song on the album. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get passed up by one of two songs. The Ratchet Birthday Party, mm. because you could play that anytime, anywhere, any day, and it's hilarious. I think Drake reinvented the birthday song, because I've been walking around just singing the, like, there's a hook, it goes, it's your birthday, it's your mother effing birthday, it's your brrrr. I've been doing that all day. <laughs> just, I've been in my car, just brrrr, just because I can. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. Um, back Half is really good. It's an R&B album. If Drake would have just released the 10 songs off the R&B album, I think this would have been his best album yet. Mm-hmm. But it's held back by the front half. Now, do you think if he led with the R&B side, that would have changed how you viewed the rapping half? 100%. I think if he led with the R&B side, it's like, okay, cool. So this is soft Drake. This is what we're going to get. I think the expectation would have been set because his first song is him in the studio on his iPhone not really rapping, he's talking. It was like, I'm sick and tired of people, blah, blah, blah. You know I'm good. I've got this. I'm the best, whatever, whatever. One of the best lines in the song, honestly, is like, my Mount, Mush- my Mount-, my Mount Rushmore is me with four yeah. different expressions. But like, 
he started off the album being like, listen, I'm Drake, I'm good, I'm blah, blah, blah. So I set off this, like, I had higher expectations for the rap songs, but then when we got down to the second half in the R&B, I had no expectations. I was like, all right, this, this rap sucks. What can I get? All the R&B songs are better. The, the melodies are better. They're more catchy. They have way more quotables. I said the best part, uh, yeah, it has a lot of quotables. There's gonna be you're gonna be getting hit with Drake lines for the next 16 months because this album drops. It's gonna ride through the summer. Uh, I said the Carter's album is gonna take it for number one. I think the Carter and Beyonce is just too. The fact that they're in love and the Beehive plus whatever Jay Z fans call ourselves are both riding for this rock album. Boys. Yeah, the Rock Boys in the building tonight. We ride for this album because it's a dope Beyonce. Honestly, it's a dope Beyonce album with a bunch of Jay-Z features. <laughs> That's what this album is. This is a Beyonce album with a bunch of Jay-Z features on it, and they're all dope. So the Rock Boys and the Beehive are riding for the album. It's going to go back to number one. DJ Khaled is already making moves. He's got Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, and Quavo in the pocket. Dropping a single soon. I think the single is going to take some attention away from Drake. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Chance the Rapper announced he's yes, I'll doing we're a gonna get seven to song album with Kanye. With Kanye. I'm so excited. Another oh. uh, Splice of Life of Pablo and also Chance 3 because yeah. they both worked on the those ones. <laughs> the coloring book of Pablo. <laughs> Pablo's coloring book. Yes. If it's not called Pablo's coloring book, I'm upset. Real upset. Oh, man. And also, in that same interview, Chance the Rapper also talked about the state of his collaboration with Childish Gambino. Yes, which uh, is... Uh, it's still going on. And they he says they have about seven songs done. But they want to do... More he than said 14. It's gonna be, it said it's going to be a full album. What does that mean? Because he, so, said, he said, in, I think in the interview, I heard, he said... I thought ten. I thought I heard ten or in, I read ten. Yeah, in the interview, he said... It's definitely something that's going to be more than 14 songs. 14 is a lot, though. Those two, great. And I hope, I, what I really want, I don't want all of them together on the same song. I want a few Gambino songs. I want a few collab songs. And I want a few Chance the Rapper songs. That's what I would hope for. Mm-hmm. If it's 14, I want like four, four, and then the rest. Because I'm interested in how they can partner up and do, because obviously we know them in this one particular or like two facets, two pockets of styles that they've collabed on. Um, Namely, if we're thinking of uh, Worst Guys, a lot of people, that's like what comes to mind when we're thinking Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. um, their collaboration and their... uh, Wasn't he also on What's the One... On Gambino's album because of the internet. Uh, I can't remember, but they've been doing this like, and a lot of people don't know this. this has been happening for the last ten years. It's like you'll get sneak features where like an artist will do the background vocals, but won't actually be listed as a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I still think Childish Gambino has the best one on This Is America because Black Boy JB is back there, Young Thug's back there. Uh, 21 Savage on the song, but no one knows unless you know their voice. Um, so I think on the Stone Mountain, Stonehenge, whatever it's called, Stone Mountain, because he did that half mixtape, half album thing. Gambino did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chance one. is on that. Yeah. Jaden's on that. Um, that was pretty good. And of course, we've got um, Gambino's on the song with Chance, but I can't remember what it is. Which one? I think it might be. I might be going back. I might be going back further to like acid rap and um, that thing they did with Donnie Trumpet, the social experiment. Yeah, yeah. Because the one I'm thinking of uh, from because of the internet, um, 
like I'm pretty sure that's chance that sneaks like sneak features yeah. in it. All she needed was some yeah, because that's chance, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're super excited about it. Like honestly, they've been teasing us for like three, four years now. With all this, like we've heard them before. We love both of them. They're both great uh, artists. Love their music. So I'm super excited to see like what kind of because we've seen them in those two facets, those two pockets, like working together. So I'm interested to see like how else that can evolve because we see the the range that Childish Gambino has because we've seen like because I already named it because the internet and then he comes out with Awaken My Love yes and obviously those are like two very different styles very two different. very yeah, one different is a, one is is a rap album I think we can call it a rap album, but if we could split it. It's rap and R&B. Mm-hmm. If you, in my opinion, a lot of people consider it a rap album, and they would be correct to assume that. Awaken My Love is a funk album. Mm-hmm. There's no, it, It's a funk album, and a lot of people are like, well, why is he not rapping? Because he... Diversity. Range. But then he drops This Is America, like, oh, he can still rap. Yeah. In case you forgot, he can still rap. Yeah. Um. So there's that. And I'm interested to see... Specifically, Childish Gambino on some of those, like if they do end up with the format you're talking about, a few Gambino, a few Chance, a few with both Come of them. Idea. We see, obviously, the rapping Gambino. We have to. Yeah. Because of their dynamic, what they've done before, like what they're good at. I also want to see him pull out that Awaken My Love, that funk uh, facet of yeah. his abilities, yeah. and then see how Chance integrates that. Because one thing Chance is amazing at production. Production. And then taking what we see and then just, like, flipping it into something that's like, oh, my gosh. Like, Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I know some people are going to be like, well, it's about time. And some people are going to be like, how dare you? Um, as a Yeezyite for the majority of Kanye's career, um, loyal to the man. I mean, I still call him out for his rubbish, but um, loyal to the man. I still claim um, my Beef with Dark Twisted Fantasy as one his best album and one of the best rap albums ever, period. Production-wise, untouchable. Monster, if you play Monster in 20 years, that song will still be amazing. If you play Runaway in 100 years, that song will still be amazing. By the way, Pharrell did a song, one song, on a biodegradable disc that is in a hard, and that's in a time capsule that's going to be released in 100 years, but only if the environment like doesn't de- degrade any further. Hmm. Interesting concept. But back to Kanye. Kanye has been grooming Chance for a while, and I think this is the official transition. I think this is where Chance, who is not, he is affiliated, but he's not signed to good music. He's got his own deal. He's very independent. He's been independent since day one. A lot of people like to say he gets back end money, but we don't care. As far as we know, Chance is independent. I think this is the point where Chance carries the torch as Kanye's best prodigy. He said it himself, but, like, we are going to be looking to Chance from now on to get that Kanye-level mastery, that Kanye-level production, that Kanye-level excellence, and um, I'm just super excited, and I want them to, I want Chance and Gambino's album to be Watch the Throne, because that came out 2011, freshman year of college, Otis was my theme song. Yeah. I want them to have a song where they just do that whole Kanye, Jay-Z thing. Can you imagine that? Yeah, the, the back whole, and forth. The back and forth flex. Oh, oh my goodness. Yo. I mean, Gambino can't, I mean, Gambino's gonna win because he's in a Star Wars movie and Chance, you know, sold out a football stadium, but, you know, 
Gambino. Honestly, like as soon as that happens, you know they have to go on tour together. Oh, and you know, and you know what's gonna I'm happen? I'm buying Chicago tickets. I'm Chicago tickets. Like I'm buying if the, if it comes to Kansas City, I'm buying that. If they're going to Chicago, I'm buying that. I, I my I think I've said this on the podcast. My goal is to see my favorite performers perform in their hometown because I feel like they put on a bigger show in their hometown. Oh yeah. I'm going. Shout out to the homie Manny for holding it down for your boy. I'm going to Atlanta to watch Drake and Migos perform. I'm going to Atlanta for Migos. I'm not really going for Drake. Drake is fun, but I'm going I'm going to Atlanta to watch Migos turn up in their hometown. And it's I think in like one of their biggest indoor stadiums. So I'm excited. Um so Chance Gambino, if you're listening, I hope you are. Uh shout out to the intern who got the job by building an entire website and got to be Chance's intern. Um if he's listening to the pod, tell Chance we said we're buying tickets to to Chicago or Kansas City. And if he goes to Kansas City and Chicago, I will probably go to both. Yep. Because, you know, why not? Support the moves. Support the movement. All Support right, cool. Let artists. us know what you think of all the music talk that's come out this week. Go ahead and tweet at us uh, at E-Man Podcast on Twitter. Um, moving along, we're just going to insert the... Adrian Wojnarowski needs to be the new president of the United States. Immediately. That man's phone... Is doing. I don't know who he has in his inbox or his DMs, but Adrian Wojnarowski is out here literally dropping bombs. Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out, LeBron has declined his option. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 2018. I have been a card-carrying member of the LeBron Haters Club since he made the decision. This is the decision 3.0. He is out somewhere in an island vacationing with the family, jumping off rocks, but he is not picked up his option, which is a $33.5 million option to play with the Cavaliers next year. He is a free agent. I mean, honestly, there was a meme that uh, ESPN, real ESPN tweeted out and uh, Kyle Kuzma retweeted. It's the office scene where it's like a fire drill. But all the heads it's, 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 it's Magic Johnson, Lonzo, yes. Kuzma now running out the building. It's, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, my goodness. I laughed so hard when that happened. Best meme, best ESPN meme so far. Yes. Like they're like that is that if, if that was like a penalty kick, they literally had the keeper going the other way, and they're just perfect. Yes, perfect meme, perfect moment. LeBron is a free agent again. I'm a Boston Celtics fan. I'm a little concerned that this whole talk about Kyrie might leave. But again, Adrian Wojnarowski coming in for your boy says the Celtics and the Spurs are in conversation to have a trade. That could possibly involve a third team. Uh, no, Wojnarowski said that the trade, they were in trade talks. It had officially begun. The GMs were on the phone. I read another article that said it might involve a third team to send Kawhi wherever he wants to go, but bring, uh, no, send, yeah, send Kyrie wherever he wants to go, but bring Kawhi to Boston. We actually just let uh, um, another one of our point guards who was on the bench go. The Lakers let uh, Tyler Ennis go. So, as you can see, basketball landscape is exciting right now. Paul George is not – he's neither picked up nor turned down his option, so we don't know what Paul George is doing. I think he's waiting to see where LeBron and Kawhi go. There's a small chance that next year the Los Angeles Lakers could be Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Paul George – Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James. <laughs> I want that to happen so bad, just so I, I want to watch them play the 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 Warriors 
more often than just once a year. I want to watch that three times a week. That would be amazing. And I'm a Celtics fan claiming I want LeBron. Yo, so I remember, I remember seeing all the memes talking about uh, LeBron picking up the phone to convince KD to come to the Lakers. And I was just like, yo, y'all need to You talked to Magic yet? <laughs> you talked to Magic yet? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just, that, that's literally unthinkable. LeBron yeah. James and KD on the same squad. If, if that happens... It's literally going to be the all-star competition all over again mm-hmm. because LeBron is going to do whatever he wants. And then if you try to stop LeBron, oh, yeah, Kevin Durant is on the same team as that giant human being over there. And you know what Kevin does better than LeBron? Shoots the three from Mars. Oh, by the way, he's seven foot tall and can run like a gazelle. And he can dunk and he can play defense now. Like, can he learn how to play defense over the summer? That, I want that. That's a 2K team. That's mm-hmm. literally a, that's a team you build in 2K to win yep. every game. Like, yep. you have to. Yeah, you, you thought the Warriors were stacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you thought the Warriors were bad. Wait till LeBron and KD get on the same team. Like, Lord Jesus, right, right. hell. Yeah, we don't need to talk about sports on here, but it's always fun because not only is basketball exciting, the World Cup World is Cup. as well. So good. Honestly, so you guys are hearing this on a Monday, obviously. <laughs> um, the round of 16 just ended. Lots of upsets. Germany went home. And also, Japan made it through on one of the weirdest rules they have Ever. yet in soccer. They made it in off a of fair play. What does that mean? I know a lot of you guys don't listen to soccer. But usually when it... So they have the group stages. And when there is a tie on points, since they're doing a point system, three for a win, one for a draw, zero for a loss. They were tied on points with Senegal. Mm-hmm. They usually then go to goal differential. But if the goal differential is the same, it then goes to fair play. So who has more or less yellow or red cards? If yellow cards are matched up, then they go to red cards and stuff like that, and it goes down the line. I, I usually thought somewhere in there they, they do head-to-head. But in most cases, I think they tied when they played each other or whatever. Yeah. Or no, actually, I think Senegal might have actually won or whatever. But because Japan had less yellow cards, that means they went ahead to the knockout stage in Senegal did instead not. of Senegal. Which, honestly, I'm hurt about that because Senegal played their hearts out. Yep. They, um, shout out to the two African teams, neither one of them, well, I guess Egypt is an African team as well. <laughs> shout out to all the African teams. I don't think a single African team made it through to the knockout stage. Nope. No, we all got bounced out. Shout yep. out to the very, very proud, gallant um, Super Eagles from Nigeria. We got bounced real quick, but we had a great comeback. Uh, and then we really tried against Argentina. Like, honestly, I was proud of how they played. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for 2020, right? 2022? 2022. Yeah, I'm excited for 2022. My boy Alex Iwobi didn't really show out, um, but I'm excited for what he can do. We've got a couple kids on the U17 team who are just, they are the Joel Embiid of soccer. They're just long, they're huge human beings for no reason. They run fast. And they don't fall. My big problem with Victor Moses, if you saw my Twitter, at Mookie83, I was tweeting Victor Moses like, bro, fall down one more time. I will United States will smash fire on you, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, he got a penalty kick. He got us a point. And uh, I'm, I got to stop hating on my guy. He's probably one of the best Nigerians to come out of the continent and for our country uh, in a very long time. Um, shout out to the 
legendary mist that was Freddy Adu. <laughs> we thought he was going to be a god, and then he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belgium is really exciting, but they lost Lukaku, so I'm kind of concerned what's going to happen with that. Yo, first of all, let's talk about my boy Batshui. Right? <laughs> you wanna, do we want to you explain what's going on, cuz? So they beat England, so England and Belgium were tied for top of the group. Uh, so they, the last game of group stages, they were playing essentially who's first, who's second. Um, I believe England going in England was above Belgium at that point in yep. time. So Belgium scored the game-winning goal. Uh, Uzai, uh scored a beautiful curler from just inside the box. And then my boy. Most people just, like, smash the ball in after a goal just kind of like, you know. They go crazy. The adrenaline, you're feeling hype. You guys just went up 1-0. That'll probably decide the match. You get the three points. You're in first place. But he miskicked it, hit the post, and hit him straight in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Not his greatest moment. I remember. I, I mean, like, it's bad when it happens in, like, a Champions League game or, like, a, Yo, a, a, fam, a this cup is, game. This, is, this the world, is the World Cup. The World Cup. Everybody. 1.6 billion people are watching Everyone that. who cares about soccer is watching this game. And you do that? <laughs> My you know, guy, <laughs> I, I was I was uh, messaging a friend of mine. Uh, we usually like message each other during some of the high profile games or even some of the smaller ones or whatever. And I remember I was messaging her, and I was just like, I was like, "Yo, you get your boy, get your boy." <laughs> and she she's like, "I don't know what's going on." I was like, "The manager's probably sitting there's like, yo." This dude is dumb as heck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was doing, but uh, you know what? Hey, at least it wasn't. Uh, own goal, which unfortunately Nigeria has on our bucket. Yo, do you know how many own goals have happened in the World Cup so far? Four. Eight or nine. Eight or nine this yes. year? Yeah, this year alone. That's and bad. they just ended the group stages. That's bad. So That's a lot of sloppy play. Yeah, eight or nine, and then, which is crazy because, so do you know who is currently leading for uh, top goal scorer right now? Isn't it Ronaldo? No, it's Harry Kane. Oh, yeah, okay. Five goals. Yeah. He's ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, like... First of all... Ronaldo, Ronaldo is getting the shine because he's a superstar and he's Ronaldo. And in my opinion, he's my favorite player. Um, next up is, is, is Neymar, but that's a different conversation. I think he's the best player in soccer, if you ask me. A lot of people, including the greatest pod, podcast host ever, mm-hmm. is a messy guy. Messi has a very good argument, but Ronaldo's doing... His, Harry Kane is getting slept on because he's white. Can we say that? This actually, yep, this is the one time. Can we say that? This is the one time white people can pull out the car. He's getting slept on because he's white because the man is doing work. And honestly, work. and England in the past has just been absolutely egregious in the I, World Cup. Here's my thing. They've been bad, and it's not even like they were really bad. They were just so mediocre. Yeah. Like, don't come to the like, World Cup being mediocre. And they had, like, like, in the past, like, I'm thinking 2010. They, like, when Wayne Rooney was essentially in his prime. Yeah. And leading the side, and then I believe Paul Scholes was still around then. You have uh, Ferdinand, and then you have uh, other people that are lined up in the back with him. And you have a pretty good array of talent. And considering what, who, the Premier League, how they perform individually, this should be a squad that can compete. What happens? They don't. They don't. <laughs> They don't do anything. <laughs> Nothing. I think at Rooney all. had one like amazing goal, and everyone's like, "All right, this, this is, the, is the this no. is the year. And this is the year. This is literally all the Lakers fans after Kobe left. Like right? this is the year, and it's just not the year, guys. Uh, but this year, they're actually looking like a team. They're looking like I don't want to say the team, but they're looking like the England squad that, frankly, they've deserved. Right. Right. 
Talk and about, I mean, honestly, just France, France yeah. playing well, but not playing to what people necessarily expected. But honestly, I wouldn't underestimate them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're playing well. They're not playing to what people expected, but it's still just like they're, they're they beat people. Mm-hmm. Like they did enough to win the group. Exactly. They won the group. Um, they won, I don't want to say relatively easy, but they won one game without even trying. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't sleep on France. I don't I, even think Pogba, Pogba didn't even play in the last game. He didn't. Of the group stage. Yeah, they did. Because they're, they're saving, essentially everyone was saving their superstars for the beginning of the next round. Which is tomorrow, Saturday the 30th. Well, Saturday for us, it would have already happened for you guys. Yeah, so it's, 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 uh, it's on... June thirtieth, twenty eighteen. Let me get the dates right. Yes, <laughs> or this is when they're starting. If you're, if you're in Europe, the thirtieth of June, twenty eighteen. Because right. y'all flip dates. Yep. Uh, and then um, it's gonna be against Argentina. I'm concerned for Argentina's sake. Yo, honestly, that has probably been the most wild story that's been going on in here. The fact that Croatia they, won the group. They won the group, and yo, talk about a really good squad. Croatia just might be that team this year. Honestly, I feel like they just have a solid... They don't have that superstar appeal. You know who they are? They are... How do I explain this? They're like the 86 Boston Celtics. They have a bunch of really good players, and they just play really good basketball. That's actually probably a bad basketball. Nope. They are... They are the Detroit Pistons with Chauncey Billups, Tayshaun Prince, Ben Wallace. That team won an NBA championship. Do you? Ben Wallace won an <laughs> NBA championship. I need to explain to you. Chauncey Billups, Tayshaun Prince, uh, the mask. What is his name? Ben Wallace. I need to reiterate. Ben Wallace and uh, Rip Hamilton all won a championship. None of those players are considered superstars. But they played very well together. And... Honestly, That's what Croatia's doing. Like, honestly, it really does pain me to say this, but game got a recognized game. Uh, even though Germany made an early exit from the group stages, one thing was very apparent from the group stages. Real Madrid, uh, one of the top teams in Europe, have two of the greatest midfielders to play the game in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Luka Modric and Toni Kroos. Yep. Honestly, work engines, the rate, and they also scored two of the most crucial goals for their sides, respectively. Yeah. Uh, Tony Cruz won the one that would put them in the position to advance had they just not lost. Exactly. Just don't lose. <laughs> That's all you have to do is not lose. Can we not lose today? <laughs> yes. And then Croatia, Luka Modric scored the one goal that effectively killed the game and won them a group against Argentina. Yeah. Two of the best, most hardworking midfielders. A lot of people would still throw like Andres and Yesta up there, but honestly, Luka Modric and Tony Cruz, they're running the show in La Liga. Yeah. And then uh And the, Ivan Rakitic. Oh my goodness, Rakitic is playing so well. Yes. Such a workhorse also on Croatia. That's my guy. Um, Mexico coming through looking like a bunch of titans and they get smacked in the face and almost Yo, lose man, it. You remember how we're talking about how you're in your silk robe and someone's over there robbing the bodega? Yeah. That's like Mexico is the bodega. Mo- Mexico is the bodega. <laughs> <laughs> like they were doing pretty well. They, they've got some business. They've been around for a minute and it was a lovely morning. And then all of a sudden two guys in ski masks show up. Ran up in like, the trap house. <laughs> they're just like, Took Yo. the chopped cheese. Took the cat off the, they, they literally knocked the cat <laughs> off the counter to jump behind 
behind and like grab all the money and they decided to just take a Gatorade on the way out. Mm-hmm. What happened? I to be, no one knows. Sweden just came to play and they came swinging. Listen, I listen, I've never seen Sweden look like uh, the Russian in in Rocky. Just mm-hmm. beating just beating up on Mexico real bad. Uh, uh, to be honest, and no one really expected it from Sweden. Because usually when we thought of Sweden, everyone was just like Zlatan. There's no Zlatan. Like, what, what are they? What are they gonna do? Yeah. And you know exactly what they did. They beat Mexico. They beat Mexico. They beat the brakes off Mexico. They advanced. They advanced. <laughs> um, while the World Cup, watching the games have been so much fun. Everything around the games is so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to talk about the ambassador uh, for Argentina. Yo, okay. So, <laughs> Mr. Honest, Maradona. Honestly, so, we talked about Argentina having the most wild time qualifying for the round of 16. No one thought they were going to make it. Um, I was of the mindset that if that they probably would make it, but they're going to lose in the first round, which is probably what's going to happen. Probably. Calling it right now. If you come Monday, they win. I don't owe nobody nothing, but I'm... I, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> um, but Diego Maradona knows how to party a little too hard. A little too hard. Little My too man's hard. was out here wilding so hard. Like, he got caught on, not I don't say national TV because that's defamation to the World Cup, on global television, flipping off the Nigerian team and the Nigerian crowd because he was wilding so hard. And then a report comes out a few hours later he had to be hospitalized because he uh, was partying too hard. Like, Maradona, my guy, calm down. I know you're, it's the World Cup. I know you're excited. I know what this means for you and your country and you as a player. But my guy, don't die. Please don't. Don't die. Uh, other, than, other like notable mentions, the Senegal team was warming up one day. Um, and they were singing a song. And it was really cool. It, was really, it just showed like a sense of unity. Uh, Twitter, being the amazing app that it is, took them dancing together. And put the song, I think it's like Cheers or one of these like 90s sitcoms, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Um, shout out to Senegalese Cloud being um, the best losers in the way. They, after losing a game, the entire crowd stayed and cleaned up the section where they were sitting. And the thing in. is, like, they're not the only country in their fan base to do that. I think that was the third case that I saw of this World Cup. Yeah. I'm, so such- Senegal. I Japan, saw, Senegal Jap- was the big one. Japan, Japan, Japan did it first. They even were noted for doing that in the 2014 World Cup. Okay, I, okay. Uh, this, oh, this must be a thing that I'm just again. I've watched five World Cups. I've paid attention to two. Yeah, um, and then there was another country that was also doing it. I forget. It was it was another. I don't want to say like small country, but it was like another smaller yeah. country. But shout out to uh, shout out to Senegal for representing um, well, especially the African continent. Because after Nigeria's loss, it was just a bunch of African dads on Twitter getting very upset. <laughs> Yo, so you, there's, a, there's a Twitter account literally. African dad. African dad. Someone said, yo, Nigeria is so bad they brought African dad out of retirement. It's so true. <laughs> no, but there's literally a bunch of like um, third culture kids, a bunch of diaspora Nigerians just posting pictures of their dad getting so pissed. <laughs> there's one picture of this old dude. He is so upset at the ref. He just keeps yelling at the TV. Check it again. No, it is a penalty. Check it again. It is a lie. In the name of Jesus, it is a lie. Oh yeah, referee. Check it again. No, <laughs> it is not true. Check it. Give him the pen. Listen, I watched that entire seven-minute rant, and I, I almost peed my pants because I was laughing so hard. The funny thing is, this dude is, like, 
one of is a higher up in the country. I just like I, I was like, oh, it's cool. Somebody's f- funny African dad. No, he's in Parliament. <laughs> like they posted a bunch of pictures of him in Parliament. I was like, yo, is this what like he's doing in Parliament? Right. No, this rule shall not pass. You will vote again. No, I said no. You will vote again. I said no. You will vote again. Like, <laughs> Dog, that's not democracy. That's not democracy. Uncle, yeah, I'm gonna call him Uncle Fred. I have a real Uncle Fred, but I'm gonna call him Uncle Fred. Right. Uncle Fred was wilding on Twitter. Um, and then the Mexicans celebrating with the South Korean commissioner. Singing, <laughs> singing an anime opening, the opening for One Piece. Oh, no. So those are there's two different ones. Mm-hmm. There's um, There was a bunch of South Koreans who were celebrating with this one Hispanic guy, and they were seeking the opening to One Piece, mm-hmm. which was great for anime, um, which is what the show is about eventually. But then there's also literally, as soon as um, Mexico found out that they were advancing, the commissioner, the South Korean football commissioner oh yeah in Mexico yeah was, was partying in Mexico like well, I, I, think, I think it was just an ambassador though okay I thought he was the football commissioner anyway the ambassador was literally get so that must be three then because the one I read about was a commissioner for like I guess football federation commissioner or whatever he like left the stadium to go hang out in the streets and a bunch of Hispanics started partying with him and so he went and party with them and then the South Korean ambassador in Mexico was partying in Mexico so the Mexicans and the South Koreans are like lit now so yeah they're best friends. So I'm saying they have the top selling jersey in the U.S. right now. Mexico yes. does. Yes, they but do. But anyway, uh, so if we go ahead and summarize it, who do you have first, second, or who do you think is going to the final, and then who is going to win it? I think I want Portugal to win it. Does that happen? Doubt it. Yo, they're not getting past Uruguay. Yeah, for real. I think uh, I think I think Belgium wins it. That's fair. Based on the play we've seen so far, mm-hmm. I don't see them. I see them fighting. If they lose, I feel like they lose in free kick and penalty kicks. I don't see them losing in a regulation game. Mm-hmm. I think it depends who they play. That's so true. as of right now, Belgium is on. I think they're on the right side of the bracket because I think. No, that wouldn't make sense. They're on the same side as Croatia. Actually. Yeah, they are. I'm gonna, that is that is a tough that's a tough out. Yeah, I'm gonna peg Croatia to go to the final. I'll probably put them up against France. That's not a bad that's not a bad bracket, dude. That is that would be a lit final. Okay, that would be a lit final. Fantasy final. Portugal, Argentina. Well, they can't because they're gonna face. They could potentially face each other in the next round. Wait, then I thought because oh, they're because yeah, right, they're right, on the right, same right. one because of how they break it up. No, uh, just a quick uh, rundown for you guys that don't quite understand how the pooling works for um, soccer or for World Cup. So after the group stages, they do have first and second, but what they do is usually first place teams stay on like their side of the bracket like on one side on their own side of the we'll bracket we'll call it left side yeah well no because what happens is that they flip flop so they usually stay in, they place them in brackets mm-hmm. and then the second place team of each group then flops to the other sides of the bracket yeah and then they face the first place team of like whatever group they match up with. So then there's a potential for the first place team from one group and the second place team to meet in the group. But because Portugal ended up being second, second. and Argentina ended up being second, they are now 
on path to meet each other. To meet each other in the next round. So there's round of 16 there. They are on track. Well, if they both win, they'll be... face off against Brazil? Brazil's not going to make it to the final. They they could meet each other. If Portugal... Okay, take it back about 37 seconds. Fantasy fantasy final, Portugal versus Brazil. Neymar versus Ronaldo? Yeah. I I want that. And then I want Neymar to put his hand around Ronaldo, and Ronaldo put his hand around him, and they announce that Neymar is joining Real Madrid because the second yo, as soon as that, that happens, like the guy in Parliament, that would be me. <laughs> if that happens, I'm officially like I'm I I have been a as a one of my favorite podcast hosts, Jalen Rose, always says uh, I'm a not a diehard fan. I'm a I'm an easy going fan, die easy fan. Die easy. I'm a die easy fan. If something happens I don't like, I'm out. But yeah, so I'm gonna die easy fan of well, Manchester United. If Messi, if uh, if uh, Neymar goes to Real Madrid, I am the, I'm the be- I'm the biggest die easy fan of Madrid. I am the biggest die easy fan of Madrid. Uh, but to answer your question, actually, they cannot meet in the final because they're on the same side of the bracket. Darn it! No fantasy brackets for me. But all right. But. Uh, It'll still be interesting. And I was incorrect. Croatia and Belgium are on different sides of the bracket. They are on different sides. Okay, so that could actually be fun. Yeah. But anyways, <sighs> you heard here first, guys. But enough sports talk. Oh, final, final piece of sports talk. You just undermine me like that. I know. Joel Embiid is the cover athlete of NBA Live. LeBron is the cover athlete of 2K. Um... As you know, if you've listened to this podcast at all for any length of time, 2K has been banned for several reasons. I'm so excited. I have. I was going to buy live anyway. I'm buying whatever the highest version of this game is just because Joel Embiid is on the cover. Shout out to being the funniest African on Twitter. Um, the Warriors have just reached an extension with Steve Kerr, making him the highest paid coach in franchise history. Deservedly so. Steve Kerr is a great guy. He's Steve also Kerr a great doing coach. Well. Yeah, he's got a bad back, but he's doing all right. Doing all right. Two, no, he's got, yeah, he's got three championships. Um, his team is amazing. Been to four. Been to four. I mean, Steve Kerr, if you honestly need a role model in life to look at and you want a celebrity role model, go read stories about Steve Kerr's life. That man has been through immense pain, immense Not tragedy. even that, just like even stories of leadership. If you watch how he interacts with his, his players. Players. Like, he let them coach an entire game. Like, he, he stopped coaching. I, they were blowing out the Pistons, but like he stopped coaching and would let his players coach games. Like, and now that that's not anything that's like new. There are other teams and coaches that have done that, but the, he empowers his team yeah. so much. And like again, he's first of all amazing guy. Um, from what we hear about, he was an amazing teammate. Even though Michael Jordan punched him in the face, My, like Michael <laughs> Jordan doesn't apologize about much, but he legitimately said multiple times he felt bad about that because Steve has been a great teammate, great leader. Great role model. Um, but we're done with sports. We're going to begin the podcast that we actually, you know, give you guys every week. Yeah. Welcome to the anime and nerd section. How not, you doing? Not, not that this is like a, a An barrier hour. or just like, just to like shun you off from this. Like, if you made it this far, actually, you're probably finally getting here. It's like, well, it's about time. This it's about time. Here for. And if you've made it this far and you didn't know we did anime, what's up? You sticking around or not? Yeah, what's up? How's it going, Tonks? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. What up, Greg? Uh, but, yeah. Um, actually, we're just going to use this to insert a little housekeeping rules, guys. Uh, just letting you know, changes are on the way. We haven't really talked about much of what we're doing on our company side, but exciting things are happening. 
Um, I'm sure there'll be a future episode where we disclose more about what is happening on our end, but we just want to let you know that we appreciate you guys uh, supporting us in everything we do, uh, and we are well on our way to um, making better content so we can get bought by Disney and eventually own a basketball team. Yep. That's been the whole plan since day one. We started this podcast uh, just uh, me and God in the back room. We were talking video games. Like I, Again, I had the equipment for multiple multiple months and just never did anything with it. And he had the ideas, and we just kind of sat down and did it. And then the greatest podcast host to ever give is Mike. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out what I'm going to start calling you. I think it's going to be the greatest podcast host to ever grace a mic. Mateo joined the squad, elevated us far beyond anything we could do on our own. Um, we've had amazing guests. Shout out to Tom. Shout out to Tansler. Shout out to Gibby, who helped us start the podcast. Yeah, shout, out, shout out to our boy Roscoe. Shout out to Manny Lou. The Honorable Rev Phil. The Honorable Rev Phil. Shout out to Bluebird, Ronnie. Shout out to Wesley Drake. Shout out to Timmy Tungo, who was a... Uh, just disappeared, but is doing huge things. We're super proud of him. We don't want to announce stuff for him, but we definitely want to, like, yeah. we just want to say we're super proud of Timmy Tonga and all the things he's doing. Not that uh, he's dead or he's leaving. No, he's still, he, he is contractually obligated to be here. Like, to be here. He can't, he, he can't leave if he wanted to. Like, we can outvote him. Yeah. I, I, I have enough votes to outvote him. <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to get out the contract. Check again. Check, you check, you check. will not go. You will check again. <laughs> Uncle Fred is a new character that I love. Yeah, shout out to uh, our boy Zeus, Abraham, uh, Thomas, our cousin Tom. Yeah, I, yeah. Flat Top Fix Flat It. Flat Top Fix It. Uh, but yeah, everyone that's been on this journey, we're super grateful for you guys. And we're just getting started. But with that, we're just going to leave you with a couple quick notes of things that happened because we would be remiss if we didn't actually get into our own topic that Facts. I had. Yeah. Um, just a couple of video game talk or shop talk some shop talk shop talk talk shop. <coughs> IGN what's cracking yo what's good my what's guy going on over there uh, I mean, we see you uh we see you uh you know posting content that looks a whole lot like content we talked about a couple weeks ago yo I mean, uh, we so didn't necessarily get a shout out but that's cool you know if someone wants to just like either Slide us like uh, a couple racks. Yeah, that'd be I think cool. that's justified. Justified. No, I need some new shoes. I, I, I want some. I want some Daddy Yeezys. Yeah, I again. I I if I have any more money, <laughs> it is all gonna go to shoes, and I will need to buy a new house because I'm running out of space. I've rearranged my whole room just to give me a wall for shoes. It's already halfway full. Oh wow. Yeah, it's bad. But anyways, um, for those of you, IGN published an article about DC streaming service. If you want to read the article, you can, or you could just listen to the podcast where we talked about the exact same things they did. Yeah, it was the post E3 ago. breakdown from two weeks ago. I believe yep. that's episode 117. Yes, it is. Uh, um, and honestly, obviously, we're joking. We don't think they actually stole our content. Yeah. And again, even if they did, we can fight it because we have talks and some guy in China listening. But you know, it's cool. It's on the record. We did it first. We're innovators. Yeah. Holla at your boy. Ahead of the trend. Ahead of the trend. Setting trends. Silk Road Mookie is in the building permanently. Not permanently, but semi-permanently. Yeah, Pink Polo Mookie's got to come back. Pink Polo Mookie is the best. <laughs> Someone's going to listen to this and diagnose me with multiple personality disorder. I'm a psych major, so yeah. <laughs> be concerned with what I'm saying. But no, um, it was, again, reiterating the same concerns that we basically put out. Um, do they have enough content? Is their classics enough to sustain them for long periods of time? Are the new shows good enough to hold someone's membership for longer than two months? We don't know. We'll see. Um, and on the gaming front, actually, quite a lot has been happening. 
Um, not necessarily happening because we're still in that slump, um, that post E3 slump. What we're getting is a lot of YouTubers putting out content from videos they recorded. A lot of I've been playing Division heavy, so I've been watching a lot of Division Two talk. Um, everyone is just kind of quietly waiting for Gamescom, which is the German version of the European version of E3, which um, a lot of game developers are in Europe, so we're going to get some more updates there. And then September 7th or September 9th, I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure, I didn't. I couldn't read the date, NBA, NBA Live drops, and that's when gaming season begins for me. I know, yeah. FIFA, when does FIFA drop? September. September, so September begins gaming season for us. I'm picking up NBA Live, um, not picking up 2K, and then it really just steamrolls until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about the calendar, and then Tonks corrected us on the calendar, so I'm not even going to just say any dates. I just know <laughs> uh, Red Dead is going to just demolish everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not playing Call of Duty. I don't care. Um, I might pick up Battlefront, but that's a maybe. Um, but right now, my two major games are two NBA Live and Red Dead. What about you? Um, you guys already know what I'm going to say. Kingdom Hearts. Of course. That, but that's not till January. Yep. FIFA, Kingdom Hearts. FIFA, Kingdom those, Hearts. Those are two things on my constant watch list. For sure. Playlist. But anyways, um, just real quick, um, we actually got an extended look at One Piece World Seeker. The open world One Piece game that they've been working on. Uh, it looks really good. It looks so good. I am super excited for what they are going to be doing. Ha- like, I love that they're taking the Rise of a Ninja concept into uh, One Piece. We've always talked about Rise of a Ninja as one of the best Naruto one games. One of the best Naruto games. One of the best open world fighting games, period. Um, just The mechanics were so smooth. And it was on a 360. And the mechanics mm-hmm. were so I want someone to buy that IP and... I, if they just remaster it, I will play that game oh, yeah. forever. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't pick up another... Well, I mean, I would, but... Yeah, Halo. Like, yeah. Of course. But I, like, I wouldn't pick up another Xbox game. For sure. I really would not. Um, another thing, um, Telltale, upgrading its engine. So if Finally. you guys aren't... Uh, Finally. Uh, <laughs> yes. That engine is older than me. Yes. If you guys aren't familiar with the Telltale games, uh, they are a unique way of storytelling where you are playing, obviously, from the first person yeah. perspective. Uh, really, some of the big ones are Telltale Batman. Uh, they've done Guardians of the Galaxy Telltales. Um, um, the biggest one is Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Um, Fable was huge for them. They did Game of Thrones, and that didn't necessarily sell well, but that necessarily wasn't their fault. Their biggest surprise hit, actually, Tales from the Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, Borderlands is a loot shooter. How are you going to make a great Borderlands game with a Telltale engine that's dying? They did. It's actually hailed as one of the... I, it competed for Game of the Year that year, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. Um, just masterful story. Like, what those guys excel at is masterful storytelling. So they're masters at what they do, telling stories. The thing is that the engine was holding them back in the way they could tell these stories. And now um, I think they're in a position to actually do some big things. Um, I'm kind of glad they didn't get bought by Microsoft when Microsoft just decided to blow a check and just yeah. buy half the gaming industry because I want them to remain independent and just do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and also, the biggest thing, um, obviously the biggest thing to me, probably the biggest thing to you guys because you're listening to this and you agree with um, approximately 65% of what we say on here. Uh, can't go higher, can't go lower because that'd just be criminally unjust. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, Tetsuya Nomura in an interview actually stated that Kingdom Hearts 3 is not going to have any skippable worlds. Everything is going to be relevant to the storyline. It's not some sort of buffer. It's not some sort of, uh, 
I don't want to say fodder, but it's not. Yeah, so there's, it's not just something Hercules, that takes it's not, up space. Not, uh, remember, Hercules World was just basically the uh, Olympic Coliseum, and you could technically skip. Well, like, no, that to a degree wasn't necessarily skippable because you needed it for end game content. But. Yeah, but I'm talking about like if you think more along the lines of in Kingdom Hearts two when you had Atlantica, yeah. where it was just the singing melodies. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then it's like, oh, you need Sundaga in order to do the next. The next song. Yeah. That's all it was. There's no more of, of that crap in the game. Yeah, I'm glad you called it for what it is, crap. <laughs> yeah. Because that was nonsense. So thank you, Tetsuya Nomura, for listening to it. What that means is we're going to get this giant game because there's still a lot of ground to cover from where they ended in Dream Drop Distance, or 2.8, I should say, into the end of the Xehanort Saga that is just going to be relevant content. There's... It's more open world as we've been hearing up until this point. There's so much more to explore. There's so much more to do. And it's all relevant. And as the self-proclaimed like leader of the small Midwest section of Kingdom Hearts fans. <laughs> <laughs> president of Kingdom Hearts Nation Midwest? No, not president. I'm spokesperson. Spokesperson. There you go. <laughs> um, like This is exciting to hear. I, I don't want any more of, oh, you have to go here, or I end up here, and then I'm trapped here and have to go back, and I only get something by completing this portion, even though it's not necessarily needed. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, a lot of people say I hate Kingdom Hearts just because I've been right about the game, and there's been railing against Rafiki's like fanboyism, because Rafiki is a stan. He's not a fan, he's a stan. Um... So, I really do enjoy the game. Like, you got, I'm not going to retell the story, but we told it so many times and we're running along anyway. I love the game. Those parts of the games where it lulls is hard to get through. Um, and I, having a game this big that everything is meaningful, everything is integrated, every world is meaningful, every character you meet is either a summon, an important side piece. Uh, and again, I don't want to say side piece like in the, like the Twitter version of yeah. side piece, but like <laughs> they are, they're, they're a piece of the puzzle that makes the whole picture. And this is the final picture. So I feel like this is like the culmination of the Disney Final Fantasy. Uh, it is the culmination of the Disney Final Fantasy collab. And I just hope it just ends like really, really well. I want this game to end well. I mm. really want to have... I want it to end well, and then I want to be able to send one summer post-grad school, because grad school is just going to beat me into an old man. I'm going to just, I'm just going to turn into an old man when grad school's over. But after post-grad school, just spend a summer playing through the entire series remastered on the PlayStation 5, and just enjoy it for the, for the classic that it is. I don't want to call it a masterpiece yet, because we haven't seen how it ends. Mm-hmm. But it is a guarantee, it's a classic. But, yeah. And honestly, I think if everything goes according to plan, how we think it's charting out, I think it probably can be a masterpiece. Because Tetsuya Nomura is not just throwing us fan service. Even from the trailers that we saw where uh, Aqua has been norted, mm-hmm. to use the term, uh, everyone's just like, yo, you can't just like fly over that. What? Right. <laughs> She's not okay. Like, Tetsuya Nomura is not just giving us what we're asking for. He is giving us what he thinks we need. For sure. And that's the best part about it. It's like, it's not, I feel like they're doing what they want and they're not, they're paying attention to what the fans want, but they have 
a story and a direction that they're wanting to go, and they're not letting anything stand in the way of that. It's mm-hmm. my favorite part about it. But yeah. Uh, anyways, that's all we got for you this week, guys. Thank you once again for tuning in even more about nothing. Like we said earlier, we have lots of stuff on the way, some exciting news, stuff we're working through as a company. So make sure you tag along and follow us as we are unveiling it. Uh, all our company stuff is at White Noise LLC. That's W-H-I-T-E-N-O-I-Z-L-L-C. Uh, make sure you're also following all our podcast stuff. That is at E-Man Podcast um, on Twitter. That's on Instagram. We'll be starting an IGTV show soon. Very what, soon. Whether that'll be, who we knows? Know. You'll have to stick around. And we're also on Facebook, facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, make sure you hit that follow button, comment uh, what you're during your favorite parts of it. If something excites you, if you think we're completely off base, comment it. Um, go ahead if you're on Google Play or Google Radio. Google Radio. Google Radio. If you're on iTunes, go ahead and subscribe to Even More About Nothing. And like, leave us a review. Leave us a review. We'll shout you out on the podcast. Um, and also, last but not least, shout out to the Bodega Boys as they're moving on to Showtime. They're moving because, on to bigger and better things, and we're trying to move up to where they were. Yeah, we're just trying to get repl- we're trying to replace the Bodega Boys. Not that they were the Bodega Boys, but what is the like, Af- what's the African version of the Bodega? Um, the Canteen, Canteen Boys in the building. Let's go, Canteen Lads. <laughs> Let's go, Canteen Lads. Yo, <laughs> all right, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.